Welcome to Brothers in Song, everybody, where around here we have a saying that when life gives you lemons, you make a whiskey sour. <laughs> hey. What did you think I was going to say? I, I, I had no idea. I was waiting for it. But you know what? That's <laughs> I approve. Oh. <laughs> oh, you probably thought I was going to talk about, you know, the thing because the title of the yeah yeah i started going that way but you know you're not captain uh, obvious no no i was just i was just talking about uh you know m one of my favorite uh you know lemon-based cocktail drinks sure yeah yeah Be <laughs> beautiful thing a whiskey sour but um you know and i have to say we always check in seeing how we're both doing but I, I mean, we could check in, but frankly, I saw you once this week, which is great. Got together with a <laughs> great true. friend. That's true. I'm seeing you again this weekend, so that's good too. You know, just living yeah. life. Uh, it's it's fun yeah. to get out into the world and see people again. You know, live and in person. Yeah, for sure. I might add. You know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, we we've got some some friends in town who generally live thousands of miles away so we're trying to uh spend as much time as we can with them and uh yeah so that's definitely been the highlight of my week month year i don't know <laughs> yeah I agree. I agree i fully support it and uh let's uh let's not let so much time to uh go by before we have that fun again so yeah absolutely uh yeah, and let's uh, let's get right into this show too, because I think we have a lot to cover. So let me ask you, Joe, how do you define a concept album? And are there any that you've heard that strike you as particularly good or particularly bad? So you sent me this question. I was like, bro, I'm gonna be coming in hot because yeah. If you tell me it's a concept album then you didn't articulate the concept. And like in my book, yeah. that's like, that's not a good thing. Right. Like, right, right. I feel like every album or every like collection of artistic work should be cohesive in some way. And in that way, it is linked to a concept, right? That the artist had at the inception of the idea. So whether it's musical, visual art, performance art, it should all be linked together if it's, you know, a series of pieces, works, songs, wh whatever medium you choose to um, articulate your creative expression in. So with that being said, I, you know, I, I was going back and I was like, man, I mean, we've explored some kind of concept albums on this on this show i i suppose because people have said like you know after it was created they said well i had this discrete intention and i was gonna do explore this theme or this element and i think that's great i really do but again if you have to articulate it to your audience then you did not communicate the message my friend mm. and um so so i don't so what i would say going back to my like classical training days like the idea of 
an opera, a musical, um, even like some like visual art ex- exhibits that I've uh, that I've had the you know pleasure of experiencing. Like I feel like it's pretty clear what the theme is, or at mm-hmm. least like if you do a little bit of research, you can discern it yourself. But I have a hard time saying like, oh, like this artist who typically does x y or z decided to do like a concept album like yeah if it's a concept in your mind and you want to group some ideas together then like i don't feel the need to label it so that that's my like hot take on that where it's like yeah i i don't i don't want you to explain it to me it should explain itself to me yeah i agree with that philosophy um in that, you know, it, it kind of goes back to this thing where I, I kind of have like this love-hate relationship with artist statements. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of like, well, you could just write about this topic or these aesthetic <laughs> ideas or whatever instead of making art, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess sometimes uh, a bit of background will help you understand something for sure but at the same time the art kind of has to has to stand on its own Mm -hmm. and as far as concept albums go it's hard you know kind of like what you were saying it's hard to it's hard to draw that line i mean there are plenty of musicians that have albums where every song is basically about the same topic you know, but that's not the same thing as being a concept album where it's, you know, telling a story or or looking at an idea or topic that has a deeper meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, in some way, I guess there has to be a, a very strong, you know, topical or musical or philosophical thread that's holding everything together. Um but uh, yeah, it's it's something that's a little bit nebulous and, and a little bit difficult to to define. I think. Well, l- let me just pose this to you because, like, just in fifteen seconds, the ones that we've explored on this show: mm-hmm. "Born to Run," mm-hmm. "Songs in the Key of Life," "Delta." Are those concept albums? Or are they just pieces of art that happen to have? uh similar themes and they're all grouped together because i i wouldn't necessarily like put that label on it and uh, you know who who cares about labels because they're all great things right yeah like um you know i feel like maybe if it's a bit of a departure from what you expect people say like well this must be like a concept album (laughs) like (laughs) like get, get your get your you know, PhD and whatever the hell you want to call it, uh, yeah. because otherwise you're not going to be able to understand it. It's like, actually, no, because art is very like. I mean, we're getting super philosophical <laughs> right off the bat, aren't we? Yeah, uh, which, which is which is not a bad thing, I don't think. But like art is supposed to speak to people, right? And it's supposed to evoke emotions and like a, a like a, a visceral response, I at least in my opinion. And 
I think that's a good thing. What what your response is, I don't think is necessarily um, like definitive for whether something is good or bad. But it's like if you have s- some kind of connection to it, that's a good thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. The the other thing I kind of think of when I think of like the concept album, it's like one th- one piece of work always comes to mind and that's the wall by pink floyd Mm -hmm. because i think that was like the first thing i ever listened to like the whole thing where it's like yeah this is telling a story and like Mm -hmm. the vast majority of these songs don't really stand on their own very well when you take them out of the the context of you know listening to it all together there are a few that do sure sure but you know there's probably close to 30 tracks on that, you know, 25, somewhere in there. And I would say probably other than, you know, a handful, maybe half a dozen of them, they all need to be together. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. So that's one way that you, that's, that's just one way that you can look at it as well. And I think that's what I think of when I think of a concept album, probably because it was introduced to me when I was, you know, a teenager. Sure, but even even at that point where, you know, and this is, like, praising your, you know, musical taste, like, I think that was pretty obvious to you the first time you heard it. Right? Oh, yeah. That yes. this whole thing should be listened to as one thing, even though they break it up into segments to conform to whatever, um, like... And, and and in that mind, like, if you want to call it a concept album, that's totally fine. But it's, like, this wonderful thing that all fits together, has lots of different components to it. And uh, the parts are larger. Like, the sum of the parts is larger than just the parts on their own, right? If I said right. that correctly. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, no, I, I, know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's just interesting to you know, to think about and as we've demonstrated here, it just kind of like leads you down a road of like all these different ideas for, you know, how how art is created and like thinking about artists' intentions and and things like that. Um so well if I could stop you for one minute and you yes. can keep this in or take it out. But like I I've done plenty of performing, but I am not necessarily like a creator of things. And so like have you ever thought of a theme or a project where you're just like, yes, I'm going to create like a series of pieces around this theme that I, that I want to express through, I, I can't do it in just one piece of art. So I need several of them and then embarked on trying to, to do that. I mean, I think, I think I have, thought of that mm-hmm. but i've also discovered that when i'm making stuff it's better that i would that i don't think about it too much mm-hmm. like i'm just going to follow this this path for as far as it takes me because it's interesting to me and i'm not even sure why sure sure uh and then you maybe like discover those reasons later yeah yeah but that's just no, me no i well i i am the same way because i think 
like from my perspective, creating something like that to me would be very daunting. And like, and so uh, that's why I have even a greater appreciation for um, the album we're going to talk about tonight because <laughs> holy hell, like, <laughs> yeah, like set the world on fire because that was a vision executed like none other. Um, but how about you give us a little intro because I <laughs> I uh, jumped the shark on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're fine. That's that's probably as good a segue as we as we do <laughs> on this show. Um, so what we're going to be talking about is the album Lemonade by Beyonce. Uh, it's uh, Beyonce's sixth solo album. Came out in 2016. And famously, it was accompanied by a mini movie, I guess you could call it, sure. um, that was available on HBO for a time. Um, and the album follows the emotional journey of Beyonce dealing with uh, uh, the infidelity by her husband, uh, Jay-Z. Uh, but it also deals with that subject matter in a broader sense, mm -hmm. examining, you know, infidelity and trauma as it relates to uh, relationships between black people. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of a, I don't want to say a disclaimer, <laughs> but, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're, we're coming at this from the perspective of, uh, a, you know, a couple of white guys. So I think that we can, you know, voice our, uh, you know, our appreciation from this and, and, you know, understand it as best we can, but it's mm -hmm. not a part of our life experience mm -hmm. so listeners just understand that as we're as we're talking about it and um you know and doing our best to uh you know to understand what what beyonce was getting at um i do have a uh, a little uh snippet of something that i that i read um uh, that includes a couple of quotes by Melina uh, Matsukas, uh, who was the director of the uh, music video for the song Formation, mm -hmm. uh, and Beyonce, that kind of uh, uh, encapsulated some of these ideas and obviously said it much better than I could say it. Sure. So what Matsukas says um, is that she said that Beyonce explained to her the concept behind Lemonade, stating, quote, she wanted to show the historical impact of slavery on black love and what it has done to the black family and uh, black men and women and how we are socialized to not be together, end quote. Mm -hmm. And Beyonce wrote on this in a 2018 Vogue article um, about generational curses in her family, explaining that she comes from a lineage of broken male-female relationships, mm -hmm. abuse of power, and mistrust. Mm -hmm. um, and part of that history includes uh, a slave owner who married a slave. And so to, qu to quote Beyonce again, only when I saw that clearly was I able to resolve those conflicts in my own relationship, connecting to the past and knowing our history 
makes us both bruised and beautiful. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. And I mean, it's powerful enough, even if you just take it at face value and say like, oh, this is a woman dealing with the infidelity of her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but knowing that, knowing that new layer and learning about that was, was very interesting and, 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 um, and quite frankly, uh, kind of, kind of powerful, uh, uh, to me, um, uh, not kind of like very powerful, very, yeah, very powerful. Thank you. Let's just get dive right into our, our first impressions here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think most of our discussion is going to be centered around the music, but I don't think we would be doing a very good job of it all if we, you know, glossed over those themes. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. And I mean, I did a little bit of research, not nearly as much as you did. So thank you for bringing that because it is, um, it's heartbreaking, but also like, as I said, very powerful. And there is a lot of merit in examining that, that from our own perspective and appreciating, you know, how, this amazing piece of art was created, right? Mm-hmm. With all of that uh, in tow. And um, I think both of us, you know, this is, I mean, not breaking news here, folks. Like, this is a stretch for us. And we're venturing into areas where we're definitely not experts. And uh, we're trying to do it gracefully and uh, with humility. But with that said, like, both Dan and I, when we were, you know, preparing for this one, we we're like, oh, my gosh, I need, <laughs> I need more, more time than usual. Uh, yeah. Just because it's really complicated. It's, you know, beautiful, powerful, like all these different things. And like it's, you know, my experience with Beyonce beyond this was kind of the pop hits. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I do remember when it came out, it was a big deal. And I watched it. And, you know, I was a different person. I was a different point in my life. Like, I watched it. I appreciated it. I thought it was good. But I didn't really, like, dive into it in a deep way like we mm-hmm. try to do when we um, prepare for these things. So, uh, you know, we took a little extra time with this. We probably could have taken uh, even more time. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's funny because, like, in my research – it was described as a song cycle, which is like a very classical structure. And, um, you know, I did my master's dissertation in a conservatory on a song cycle, and I took uh, over a year to prepare for it. Like, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. the type of time that it takes to, like, both understand this type of thing and um and like process it through your own experience never mind creating it right yeah right (laughs) so like that's just us as like experiencing it so like you know first and foremost like this is an exceptional piece of uh music probably i mean i think in my research, when I looked at it, it was like, you know, in the top 25 albums of the last hundred years. And 
it should rightfully be in that place and we're not going to like litigate like <laughs> all that business but like it's mm. pretty great you know and and if you think of beyonce as like a pop artist like well this is way way deeper than that um and so that was like very fun to, for me to explore and experience in a new way you know as i look at it through this lens at this point you know in yeah. my life and um you know just first impressions it's just you know it's magnificent i don't know i don't know if you had different first impressions or similar or you know what was your experience before re-examining it closer for this episode yeah when it came out uh i, I did m much the same that you did you know i watched it um i thought it was cool and but i didn't really have a solid you know memory of the songs or even um you know the images that came from the movie which i mean i don't know if i want to even open that can of worms because that's a whole other piece and um talk uh, about talk about like concept album that would be like oh, a yeah, whole yeah. like series of this podcast you know like one by one through e each oh, of those because yeah. they're they're i mean they're, they they're so powerful just to look at you know having that context with the music is really great yeah and i mean and the production value of the you know music videos and I, I don't even want to call them music videos because it's like a you know it's like a movie i mean it's absolutely i mean it's it's everything is just beautifully shot and um there's just so much imagery and you know i wanted to re-watch the whole thing before this um but i just couldn't i i, I watched if i watched a handful of the of the videos that I could find on YouTube because I didn't want to have to subscribe to more streaming services <laughs> to watch the whole thing, to yeah. be honest. But, um, but, I, but I did watch like, I did watch a handful of, of, of the videos and I'm, I'm, I'm like, man, I don't even know if I want to bring this up because we'll be talking for, you know, two, three hours about this. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, but to, you know, just to answer your answer, your question, you know, I, I watched it. I was like, yeah, this is good. Um, and I think. In the intervening five years, you know, I've. I've learned a lot, you know, you change over time. And so like mm -hmm. uh, listening to it and, and viewing what I could view again, I was like. Man, this is so fucking good. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> just such such a well executed uh, piece of art. Um, so, um, yeah. So with that, you know, I think we can, you know, dive into the music a little bit more and maybe talk a little bit more about our musical first impressions. So, Joe, what did you think of the music in general? Well. You say in general, like that's an easy thing to answer because I know it's not really a fair question because <laughs> <laughs> it goes like in seven different directions in the best possible way. And and I don't mean this in any kind of pejorative way, but like 
the amount of collaborators is like both fascinating and uh, confusing because it's just like, wow, this goes in like, again, seven different, seven or eight different ways. So, but I really appreciate it because each track was um, fit the mood for like the context of the song, and and it goes from you know from beginning to end. It's like anger to forgiveness to like renewal, and that's really hard to accomplish in forty five minutes and you need some other creative people with you to help you do that. And, um, you know, well, we should just, you know, call them out for who they are. I mean, we're not going to call them all out, but like, you know, Jack White worked on this the weekend, uh, James Blake, Kendrick Lamar, and like, they all bring, you know, their very distinct styles and different musical elements to it. And it keeps it really interesting, which is, great because again like back to the classical structure when you think about a song cycle it's like well first and foremost like you're not you're not supposed to excerpt those as like their own thing like they're all supposed to be in a thing together so if there's 12 songs on on the album they like sure she had singles on this but like they're all supposed to be you know, experience kind of together is, I think, the main idea. And um, what you find is that with Beyonce understanding sort of everything she wants to express in this, she brings in the right people to help her do that Um, with different musical elements, whether it's, you know, Jazz, reggae, uh, rock, rap—you know, hip hop, rap—and um, it's all interwoven in like just the perfect way. So um, that was like my big takeaway from the whole thing is that even though there's a lot of different kind of elements, they all are woven together almost seamlessly, like in a way that. Well, I shouldn't say seamlessly because, like, there are some abrupt changes, which is intentional, and I really appreciate that. So um, those were my kind of, like, big takeaways. Um, What about you when you first, like, re-listened to this? Yeah, I I was very impressed with how all of that was able to work together, even though the songs individually are very different and... I mean, I had a hard time kind of putting my finger on what was, you know, holding it all uh, together. And, you know, maybe I don't even really need to know, you know, Mm -hmm. it just could be something uh, intangible, you know, spiritual, something that's that makes it all work, you know, magic. I don't know (laughs) what what you want to call it. but uh, but yeah, it's it's great, and you know each song is definitely its its own thing and fully realized. I think the production's really good, and we've complained a lot about you know certain production mm-hmm. elements and certain albums and like the use of 
pro tools and electronics and stuff like that. Sure, and, sure. and that's, yeah, yeah. that's definitely here. But I think the difference for me is that when those different elements are used, you know, be it a live instrument or a voice or electronic sounds, each of those things is given space to breathe and do its and do its thing and be effective. And it doesn't feel like a mess to me the way that, you know, the fun album we listened to did. Um, and, uh, you know, they're not just like emptying the toolbox on the floor, you know, it's right. right, right. Everything just feels like it's in the right place. And maybe this is the thing that's holding it together because I'm looking at my notes here and I'm like, maybe this is the thing. And it's that Beyonce knows how to deliver a song, just mm-hmm. full stop. Um, she uses, you know, all the tools in her toolkit, you know, to great effect. Um, and there's a genuine, you know, emotional quality to everything that's really captivating and and nothing she does sounds contrived. Um, but, uh, and I'd love to, you know, talk more about, you know, the way she sings uh, and everything, you know, maybe a little bit later on. But, yeah, everything just works. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Like, it just all works. I enjoyed it a sure. lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, you know, and I can, you know, see myself, you know, coming back to it just to, you know, just to listen to it. I mean, I enjoyed it that much. Um, well, what's what's interesting, what you just said, is that about, like, the electronic and, like, the manipulation. And the thing that stuck out to me was the, like, there are definitely tracks on here where she harmonizes with herself. So it's like redubbing of your own yeah. voice, which generally I don't love, but it's like, well, this is kind of a singular story. So yeah, you can have other voices in it, but like to have like background voices that aren't yours doesn't really make sense. Right. And the whole concept Oh my God, I can't believe I just used that word, but like, <laughs> yeah, in the whole idea behind this, this, uh, this whole album, it's like, well, if I'm telling my singular story and I need to be the narrator, then I can't have like other voices in here except voices that are like external and additive to what I'm doing. So to like have just like, other i'm sure very talented like background vocals doesn't really always make sense um but i think i think you hit on a critical point in saying like well she knows how to deliver a song so what's really great is that she has all these tools in her toolbox where she can she can sing a pop song she can rap she can be really lyrical she can get really low down her uh chest voice register and you know it conveys all of the emotional um experiences that she's going through and they're frankly there just aren't a lot of people that can do all that 
So to be able to have one person incorporate all those elements into, you know, a variety of different styles, just like, that's like a cheat code. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like, that's not like, that's not normal. That's not like something that like people have chosen not to do. It's just like you have this incredible ability and you're using it to its full extent, you know? Right, right. And I, I think you, you know, explained that really beautifully. And, you know, what I was thinking of was, you know, if people like, say, Whitney Houston, Celine Dion, Ariana Grande are like top tier singers based on like, pure ability in terms of like power range dynamic control sure. and they can just like sing anything and it's and it's beautiful if you compare beyonce to them in that way then i think she's like one one step below them mm -hmm. but i don't think any of them can deliver on an emotional way uh, or in an emotional way the way that she can sure um and her ability to be, you know, completely unselfconscious and loose uh, without, you know, over singing or getting sloppy at all. It, uh, it, it, in that way, it kind of reminds me of um, a Broadway singer in that, like, chops are important, but it's equally or maybe even more important to be able to you know draw the audience in with all of those other things that you're talking about yeah yeah it's 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 all about the connection and you know this album was not made for you and me and that's totally fine um but i imagine it connects with a lot of people for which a lot of art has not been created exclusively for them in 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 which it was shared in such a broad way, right? Yes. That alone is the testament to the, the you know, the power this has had um, in its whole, you know, existence, really. Um, so you tell me, um, because I've been taking the lead off on many of these, what were sort of like your handful of favorite tracks on this thing? Yeah, um, I mean, the one that the one that I like the best, probably because it is the most rock oriented and most familiar to me is Don't Hurt Yourself. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, again, I just love how she's not self-conscious at all. She's not afraid to, you know, to sound angry well uh, and, and make like weird sounds and, and do this really manic thing for this. Uh, for this song where she's, you know, expressing a lot of anger and frustration. Um, mm -hmm. And I also like how it kind of works on two levels. Uh, well, at least two levels, <laughs> but two levels that I'm thinking of, um, you know, th that we talked about at the beginning. It delivers a very personal message you know, about her anger and frustration with her situation. But if you expand mm -hmm. it outward and think about it, not in terms, not only in terms of the personal, but in terms of the 
uh, in terms of bigger, really. bigger issues, mm-hmm. you know, facing, you know, facing women and black women specifically, it becomes even more powerful. Yeah. So like when she says, you hurt me, you hurt yourself. You know, you play me, you play yourself. You love mm-hmm. me, you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, just think about that. Yeah. You know, yeah. In a personal context, it makes total sense. But if you, but if you expand outward, you're like, ah, now we're <laughs> get, now you're getting somewhere. Um, sure, sure, yeah. And so uh, I, so I just, I just really love that um, about that song. Um, uh, maybe my next favorite one is um, the song "All Night." That happens later in the album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love the echoey guitar and the horns that come in later. And her vocal is totally different on this one. She's like, you know, floating these high notes in her in her head voice, um, mm-hmm. which sound really great. And like, you know, reflecting on what I said before, like I she she doesn't really have like a super high belt the way that like a, a Whitney Houston jazz. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But she can definitely like float those high notes and she just knows how to use her voice. And it's just. This might be one of the best uh, like makeup songs I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those were so those were two that, you know, I keep coming back to. How about you? So. I have a couple. I mean, we could talk about all of them, but like <laughs> for sure. Um I also liked All Night. I thought that was great. Um, and um, Daddy's Lessons, I just think, like, that's a killer. Um, it's just a killer song. Like, my God, I want to be, like, marching down a street in New Orleans listening to that thing. Like, right? <laughs> yeah. like, like it's just it's just great. Um, Sandcastles, I think, is, like, if we're talking about, like, healing, that's you know that's a beautiful song so one i think maybe is particular to us and our family because i feel like we have a uniform philosophy it's sorry because you know it's pretty angsty which is which is great like i'm i'm happy about that but you know the specific lyric of middle fingers up put them hands high Wave him in the, in his face. Tell him bye, bye, bye. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I love that, but like, I mean, I I guess I should have started this in the in the preface, but like, it's hard to separate these all because they all flow so well together that, like, yeah. I mean, you can pick tracks, but like, it really does have to all be listened to as one thing, you know? Yeah. I, I definitely agree. Um, dare we levy any criticism at this thing? No, I have nothing to say. Skip next. Okay, so <laughs> I have one thing to say. Okay, go ahead. And you know, this is you know this is Beyonce's like magnum opus, right? Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, in my opinion, the the cameos uh, on this don't 
really add much. Uh, I don't think they I don't think the the people who appeared on this um, offered anything that Beyonce couldn't offer. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I kind of liked Jack White on Don't Hurt Yourself because he has like this quirky voice that that maybe added something to the energy of that song. Um, you know, maybe you need Kendrick Lamar to do your, you know, to do your rapping bridge if that's how you want it. So fine. But the inclusion of James Blake on that very short track forward yeah. is kind of like a transition piece. Mm -hmm. It's like a minute and 20 seconds. Why am I listening to James Blake say this? I mean, it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't help that I'm not crazy about his voice. Um, but uh, I don't know. I. I feel like that would have been more powerful with Beyonce singing it. Maybe there was some intentionality behind that that I didn't find anywhere with anything that I read. Um, help us out, listeners, if you know anything more about that. But so I'm just so going to leave that there. Yeah, so you're speaking more about, like, the performance, because I think they do add a lot from, like, the composition perspective. But if you're sure. saying, but if you're talking about like the actual like performance of it, I sure like I I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, because this is about her, and I think it should like stay that way. Sure, sure. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they're not ruining the album for me by any means. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. So so yeah. Um. Do we have any final thoughts beyond what we've already said? Well, I suppose my final thought is that, man, I mean, it's not easy, but when you put together something like this, it can be incredibly powerful. And I say that because though this was groundbreaking in its own way this idea of like a song cycle or a like opus of some description has been around for centuries and i i very much appreciate that she borrowed that um structure because you know as i mentioned at the onset um you know i did my you know, master's dissertation on a song cycle. And when they're done well, they can be so powerful because you're just immersed in it for whatever mm -hmm. period of time you decide to spend with it. And, um, you know, it's not something that you can necessarily express in three minutes or four minutes or walking past a piece of art that you see or you know, going into an immersive experience, like it needs the time to settle. Mm -hmm. And it's grueling to create. It's sometimes can be uncomfortable to experience, but I do think you do grow as a person when you come out of it. And I would just like to encourage everybody to lean in a little bit with these types of things because they're not easy 
and they're not supposed to be easy, yeah. but the payoff is more often than not worth it. Yeah. Um, so in revisiting this, I, um, I definitely experienced that. And what, what one thing that you said, which I don't necessarily agree with full heartedly is, I don't know if I'm going to listen to this again, because I don't know how often I'm going to have the time or be in the mood to say, I'm going to listen to this whole thing from start to finish. Maybe I will. I mean, hell, I revisit operas or acts of operas all the time that are, you know, an hour or three hours, whatever. And when you're in the right mood, it can really, you know, have a, have a, have a resounding result on you. So my final thought is we live in a 140 character, like one minute world and let's embrace taking some time. Let's embrace, uh, you know, not always being comfortable and let's embrace experiencing new things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, you know, and, and let's also embrace some, um, you know, along those lines, let's embrace spending time with new things, you know, made by people who are not like you. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I, I think two, I think two things happen. Like, you get to, you know, understand a little bit about, you know, why their experience is is different than yours. But then you also get to, you know, understand parts of that that are, you know, universal to the human experience. And that's what, and that's what good art does. It 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 connects us. Um, so you know, the the last thing I'll say is like in regard to this piece in particular, it's brilliant. And I hope there's, you know, some, uh, you know, some kid out there who's going to do their, you know, master's thesis on this perhaps. <laughs> um, but uh, with all that said, um, you know, this is my pick. And um, you know, what's what's your pick going to be? Or next time, sir. Well, again, appreciate this pick. Thank you. I think it was a good choice. I very You're much welcome. enjoyed it. Um, we're going to be, uh, you know, what we like to do is keep the listeners on their toes. So we're going to take a uh, hard left turn. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we're going to listen to something different for next time. Um, so we're going to, you know, I don't know, this is kind of new to me, but might not be new to many of our listeners. So we're going to take a look at the uh, 1978 banner year for somebody on this podcast. Not me. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, 1978 album, Minute by Minute by the Doobie Brothers. So um, a group uh, that I have heard lots about, but have never really listened to anything like cover to cover. So interested in uh taking a look at that one yeah absolutely and uh we definitely hope that 
you enjoyed this episode, folks, and that you'll take that journey with us next time. Thanks again. Brothers in Song is written and produced by Joseph Collin and Daniel Collin, and edited by Daniel Collin. To keep up with the latest news, follow us on Instagram at Brothers in Song. Until next time, listen to some new music. You just may surprise yourself.